Hello, beautiful souls. I am so excited for another episode of Lessons from TikTok. I will tell you, it has been a transformative week for me where I actually wasn't on TikTok for close to four days straight. Yeah, Monday, Tuesday, Wednesday, Thursday. And I want to not make anybody feel responsible for that because it was my choice. But Monday, I actually had a session with Amy who goes by the TikTok, the the username, the Illuminated Psychologist. Illuminated Psychologist. Yep. Psychologist. And she's here live. And we are going to dive in deep talking about the session that I had on Monday because it was deeply sure. healing. I mean, literally, I had no idea. I just thought like I was just going to do a session with you and it'd be like, da do <laughs> And like, it's like, you know, it- some astrology, some spiritual yeah. wizardry. Yeah. And instead, I think we had like a four hour session. So let's be real. Like this was the longest one I've ever done. Oh, doesn't surprise you guys know I like to talk too, right? (laughs) But it was seriously such a blessing in my life. And it has brought just this profound new perspective about how I'm managing my life, my personal life, uh, uh, boundaries, which is something I feel like every TikTok I keep bringing up is about, which is great because I'm learning boundaries. I know a lot of us are right now. And it's also impacted the way that I'm thinking about my spiritual business. So before we start to dive in on, on anything, I want people to understand you. So tell us a little bit okay. about you, Amy. Yeah. So my foundation is as an art therapist. And I think that that gives me um, a bit of a unique lens in everything I do. There's a lot of flexibility and a lot of meeting people where they were at. Um, When I was in grad school in 2012, I think I was already activated, but probably started my awakening more intentionally without even knowing it. Um, and spirituality was a really big part of the program that I attended at Naropa University in Boulder. And, um, so I began to understand, I had never meditated, never done anything and started to really understand how mindfulness and therapy and healing and the chakras all really come together in this unique blend to help us understand that, um, our emotions, our mindset, our body are all involved in everyday processes, but also in the healing process. And um, as we've gone through the pandemic, as different things have happened, right? Um, I originally had a nonprofit in Denver, Colorado, Violet Hive Art Therapy, and um, we couldn't do any of the work that we did in the community. So basically um, closed that business and ended up really being in the space of spirituality and my intuition, you know, and, um, <laughs> right on cue. That's the door. Right on cue. Beastie. Yeah. I'm suddenly out of frame and, but yeah. I still hear you. So, which is super Yeah, good. it's Keep great. Going. Um, and so my intuition really started coming online. I started working with plant medicine in a community and I think really just what happened was, is I started being more of a a vessel for source um, than, you know, thinking that I had to solve people's problems or I had to walk them through their challenges. And it started being a little more of what you received on Monday, where um, I was co-creating with the client and with source, whatever needed to come through. And that's just deepened, I think, over time. 
I love everything that you're saying. Um, and I know that like personally what I experienced on that session was a deep release of what no longer has serves me. I mean, it, it, mm-hmm. like, listen, mm-hmm. I know as a psychic medium, when I'm doing work for people that I'm also focused on helping individuals let go of anything that's been holding them back. <laughs> There's a little bit of technical issues here because for some reason you are not on the Zoom call. Yeah. <laughs> we just keep going here, which is great because I can see that Amy's here on TikTok. <laughs> and um, so what I experienced was a almost like a birthing process in which I was able to take the negativity, take it's okay. Don't worry. We're good. She's like, okay, computer tech issues. We don't mind. We keep going. We'll, we'll, we'll be good. Everybody is folding laundry right now, probably listening to this. <laughs> so I just want to say that I am, I was experiencing layers of what I needed to let go of. I will tell you my birthday month is October. I'm a Libra. And some of the inf- information that Amy asked for was astrology based. Yeah, look at we got people here who are letting me know that they're mopping the floor and listening, which is fantastic. That's perfect timing. This is good. This is so fresh. <laughs> we this is a reason to make your house fresh. Listening to my podcast. Look at people are confessing to doing laundry. I love it. Cleaning love your it. house is literally energetic renewal. So this is fantastic. So. So what Amy did is she started with my astrological information. She asked for, you know, my date of birth. She asked for the time and she asked for locations. And she did pull together detailed information based on my astrology. And we stepped into this co-creative process, which I think is just naturally what happens when you work with clients. I don't think you have a choice around that. You have never, when you work with clients, you never have any idea what's going to come up. I don't, <laughs> at least I don't, I have no idea. Um, but she does a process called soul mapping. Is that, is that where we would start it? Like, cause I want to say it was like three steps. It was kind of like astrology, yeah. a little bit of human design and then soul mapping. Yeah. Will you will you break down what a process is like yeah, working yeah, with yeah. you? So so many people may talk about soul mapping. My unique blend. We didn't even get to gene keys. That'll be a future. Um, but I use astrology, human design, and gene keys to really map out how your energy works, how you connect with your intuition, um, and really start to dip into your astrology birth chart wheel to start to talk about what it is that you're here to do your big theme in life um the areas of your life that these lessons the houses will take place and i think that that's where it helps me to understand like i don't know exactly what's going to happen with the client but it helps me intuitively to like be guided to to where we need to focus so for you Mm -hmm. we were focusing a lot in Venus, like, and one of my main focuses for soul mapping is the, the Chiron placement, um, which is the wounded healer. So it shows us in this life what theme we're here to resolve so we can flip the shadow to the gift, the challenge to the gift. So really, that's, that's what we did, and we're talking through it. And as we're talking through it, then different things are going to come up. 
you know, different memories, different um, things in your present life. And that's one of the things that I think is most necessary is being able to be present and witness what's happening in your everyday life. So you can really show, show up and transmute the energy and understand that it can be connected to karma, past lives. It can be connected to childhood events. Um, you know, and as we awaken, what we're actually doing is balancing our sacred feminine, our sacred masculine, and reintegrating our inner child and bringing our higher self in. So all of that comes together um, and really allows us to walk through this planet with the frequency of love and presence. It's literally so articulate. And I'm sort of like all of these sort of like mental bombs just go off in my head. And I like can't even take notes fast enough on everything that you said. (laughs) (laughs) I'm like, I'm like, I know whatever you just said is so genius, but I'm like trying to understand it. So let me back up a little bit. Yeah, that's great. So are you telling me that astrology can clarify what your theme is in life? Yes. I like the way. So everyone's Mm. talking about purpose, right? Mm -hmm. So purpose is twofold. It's, it's literally our unique frequency. It's who we are. It's the gifts that we have. Yeah. And and then I kind of separate that out wherever Mm. we decide to put that energy in this life is our calling. You know, it's, it's, you know, you can hold this frequency Mm. and raise your children. You can hold this frequency and be an accountant you know, whatever it is, you're going to touch people in your life in that way. You know, what's interesting. Here's a question I have for you. Yeah. Although I feel like I have enough questions to ask you so we can have like a four, four hour podcast, like Like move over Joe Rogan with his two hour, three hour podcast. We're getting ready to go four or five. (laughs) But uh, do you believe that an individual's purpose can change over the course of a lifetime? So yes and no. So I think the simple answer is, um, I think we have the same theme or energetics in every life that we live. Um, I believe in past lives or what we would call parallel lives if we don't believe in the past and future, if everything's happening in the present, Um, that our soul sort of sends us to every life to understand something. And for most of us, it's a similar um, it's a similar spectrum, like mine, almost every single life that I, I have lived, I think has involved spirituality, has involved being a teacher of some kind of shaman, mm-hmm. different energies of healing, mm-hmm. um, and, and wisdom holding. And, mm. and so in this life, you know, just to pare it down for everyone, I, I've been a graphic designer, I have been a merchandiser, I have been, um, a therapist. And so it's evolved, but I think every single role that I held in this life helped me to be who I'm meant to be now. Which is beautiful. Like, so people, if you want to ask questions, just drop it in because we are live on TikTok while recording this and people are so nice and kind and and like, can I ask a question? Yeah, absolutely. Um, Because, okay, let's just, I'm going to create like a fictional character sure. uh, like a woman who is very driven independent is 
you know, has gone through, let's say university has started in on a career and then she meets a life partner and makes a decision to stay at home and be a caretaker. Would that be a change of like life purpose or is that just change? No, or is that just Like, like the thing that I would say is definitely I've worked with families and I've worked with moms and in my practice. And when I had my nonprofit Mm -hmm. that you can tell literally that woman has been put on this planet to like raise children and whoever Uh, their children are going to be, it's likely very intentional. Yes. Um, and so it's like purpose, you know, could be like several of the people I work with now really came into work saying like, my purpose is to heal people through food. My purpose is to spread kindness as far and wide as possible. So when you start getting into the essence, which is Mm. your purpose, Mm. you know, you can hold that frequency no matter what role you choose to play. So your role may change. Yeah, absolutely. Yeah. Okay. That makes sense. Cause I can also think of like hairstylists, who are actually like therapists. Okay. (laughs) The external work appears to be a haircut or, you know, highlights, but the person that's sitting in their chair actually needs like some sort of emotional support that a hairstylist definitely can provide at specific moments. That's why I I like to think a lot of hairstylists and estheticians out there are healers. And I know that somebody out there is shaking their head and being like, oh my God, yes. And I have coached clients who are in aesthetics or hairstylists on how to clear energy between clients, because not only are they tired from standing on their feet all day, doing highlights, haircuts, or you know, being an RMT or doing some kind of like service-based um, work, but that, that that they're also holding energetic space as the empaths that they are. So uh, that's why I was very curious to know, like if you think soul purpose yeah. can change, really it's the work is sort of an external piece. It is the essence of the soul purpose that is consistent. So I see what you're saying. Yeah, yeah um, absolutely. And so there are a couple of beautiful questions that people are asking off of TikTok. One is, can people change sacred contracts, perhaps with free will? When you say sacred contracts, I am starting to feel like you're talking about relationships with individuals. So let me know if that's how you mean. It could also, a sacred contract could, I think this could be any relationship. I mean, sure. I mean, you know, there's our basic soul contract, right? Which is what we came in here to do. And that's why I've sort of been guided. I just call everyone my spiritual team because mm-hmm. for me, it's one energy, like it's yeah. source energy for the most nice. part, which we've talked about. Yeah. Um, that your soul contract is usually involved with what your Chiron placement is. And you can Google that. Um, Tian Rose, I think it has a really extensive blog about that, mm. um, where, you know, my Chiron placement is an Aries. So my exploration is of the self. And okay. so early on, I was adopted and in foster care. And so I uncovered with you in one of our sessions, more specifics around that, that there's an imprint of deprivation and lack of nurturing that happened in those first, you know, six, seven weeks of my life. And that has impacted my role in now finally becoming visible, you know, trusting myself, having confidence and really understanding that I do have a purpose. So then of course my role is to come in with clients and into the world to say you're on purpose and you have a purpose. I would, I would like to have the purpose of just hanging out by a pool. 
<laughs> well, I, will I am in Costa Rica, and that is part of what I'm doing some just, of the time. I know everybody yeah. out there who is like right now mopping the floor, doing laundry, doing dishes. I know so many of us are over it. The last couple of years have been so in- you, insane and so intense. I feel like we all need more time to rest, which is something I'm ov- obviously always advocating when I talk to people. Um, another question that people have, okay, because <laughs> I don't think that I get to have the sole purpose of sitting by a pool. <laughs> I well, wish. Well, that's why if you start having boundaries and creating space and zero in on your purpose, how you use the rest of your time is is purely up to you, right? <laughs> you know, having some you sessions and then going out to the pool. No you one's see? stopping you. I'm like going to definitely get, make a transcript so I can write down that quote and just put on a sticky note. <laughs> oh, I'll remind you. And yeah. I think it's important to say that we met because I did a reading live on TikTok and we've developed a friendship through yeah. messaging and some trades and yeah. going back yeah. and forth and it's been beautiful. So TikTok's amazing. You know, yeah. So I that's love one it. of the things, right? We're, we're here. We, we likely have a soul contract to show up right yeah. now and be like, girl, we're so. going to free you from this idea that you can't sit by a pool and live your life. <laughs> <laughs> I know. I know. It's so true. Well, I'm not the only person who feels overworked. Sometimes feeling overworked can be out of a scarcity mindset, right? Um, some people are having to work three jobs because it is a survival mode. And obviously we want to get out of those types of thought patterns because it it will start to reproduce itself in your life. Now, here's another great question that I have on my end, which is um, how do we know if the bad things that happen to us in our life is actually karma? How do we know if the bad things happening to us is karma? So, okay, I'll speak to that. And, and what I, what I will say is, is who I am now is I'm really here to zero in on people's roots and help them clear what's blocking them from stepping into their purpose. So I told Camilla this the mm-hmm. other day or Camilla this the other day is that, um, sometimes I have to remind myself to be nurturing because I'm like, let's get in there and do it. So I say this with the most intent of empathy and everything that there <laughs> She's is. She's going to kick with, her ass, I can tell. <laughs> no, it's just to say, like, people have experienced neglect, people have experienced mm. abuse, yeah. um, you know, of all different types, right? And so when when I say this response, it's a lot more from the spiritual zoom out of what we're here to do. And so hard things, um, heartbreaking things happen. And some of that is to shift us into our purpose. You know, I know people have had, you know, have lost children, have had sexual assaults, have been abused as children. It's not to say that like, yeah, that's what we're signing up for when we come here. But likely the flip of that purpose is to help other people that are experiencing that once you've healed it. Right. So I had to experience all of the difficult things that I experienced to be able to show up to something like what we did on Monday and say, like, I got you. I haven't had your exact experiences, but I understand suffering. I understand pain. And, you know, we, we perpetuate the pain when we keep choosing the thing that keeps us in that pattern. And so that's what I'm here to help people break. And I think that's the other part, right? is that, you know, we likely have a soul contract to help each other through this moment. 
Mm-hmm. And, I feel it. Yeah. And so, you know, every one of my clients, we probably have a soul contract. Right. And so um, I think it would be interesting because I know you said at one point, like you had asked, you know, for yourself about your soul contract yeah. and, and kind of what the response was about what your soul was choosing, what you witnessed. I think when you had a Akashic record reading. Yes. Yeah. Yeah. It's important. Yeah. You know, what's interesting too, yesterday I did a reading for an amazing woman. I mean, just what a beautiful soul, but the level of suffering and trauma that she had experienced starting at age nine until age 45. um, I feel like no soul deserves to go through that, but it's interesting as the medium and being connected to source, what I understood from like decades of intense pain. And um, really, I mean, it's like, she's what I called was in a period of like emancipation and like liberation. I feel like many women are right now at this point in their lives. Probably if you're listening to this podcast, if you're attracted to this podcast, it's because you're ready to liberate yourself in some way. And what I saw, this is interesting, and maybe this is very similar, it's just like the psychic medium version of what you just said, (laughs) Mm -hmm. is that I see her soul and why her purpose was to endure such intense suffering was to actually liberate ancestral trauma, to clear and heal trauma that had occurred to women within this family Mm-hmm. And that she is, she is a, a liberator, a healer, and that she had chosen that role to not just heal the generations that came before her, but to also redirect the course of women within her family, moving, you know, seven generations forward as well. Yeah. well it's kind of like a lot for just a, a human like me to take in. <laughs> Yeah. But, uh, but when I was able to just witness this through, through the psychic medium gifts that I have, yeah. it helps me feel comfortable knowing that the world will be getting better. I mean, there's always going to be challenges, but at the same time, I do step back into my human 3d physical plane where I'm like, I just don't understand why it has to be so fucked up all the time. It literally, if I, if I were to, you know, I like, obviously I'm not going to sit here and talk about everything that this one woman endured, but it's obviously we have free will to say yes and no, but then we also get into this piece about, well, how much free will do you really have? Like, uh, here's another question. Okay. Just to springboard. So, because, real, yeah. real quick. Yeah. So I think it's important to say that like, um, if we are during this awakening process, becoming one we're we're becoming union with ourselves but we're also doing this as a collective that's why things are getting so intense because we're also releasing the history of our land we're releasing the history of the collective choices and so um that's why wars are happening that's why different things are happening and so it's also important to say that the many lives that we've lived we haven't always been the good guy we haven't always been a victim. We haven't always been um, the person that we hope that we have been in this life, you know? And so some of the karma that comes back, we re-experience things so we can reunite fractals of ourselves that have been left in those lives because 
of what happened, whether we got upset, whether we were hurt, whether we hurt others. And so that unification is happening, you know, with ourselves and our parts in this life, but our inner child has kind of been running a tape through many lives. And so I think that wraps up kind of the question about karma a little bit more is that, um, you know, I'm no different than a murderer. Like if we're one and we're a collective, then I have to have love for that person and understand that they likely are clearing some karma or clearing something. And that's why they're holding that role in this life. Um, and so I'm not saying I'm going to go out and murder someone. Right. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. But it's, it's <laughs> to understand that, like, I have to show up with no judgment. I have to show up and say to the person walking down the street, like, I don't know you, but I love you because I am you, you know, we're the same energy. We're all life force energy collectively. So, you know, I do, I've done a lot of work on homicides, missing person cases, and a lot of missing person cases are definitely connected to homicides. Uh, and a lot is connected to domestic violence. More often than not, there is this relationship of domestic violence be between an individual that suddenly goes missing and a, a boyfriend that was abusive, right? Um, it's interesting. Yeah, girlfriend, I know, but but to be honest with you, if you look through the book of um, murderers that I've at least done sketches for, sure, sure, I, and that I haven't done women. There's not a single woman that I've actually had a I'm face. I'm just saying of. that domestic violence doesn't always go one way. I do. I agree with you, and it's not yeah. gender based. But for whatever reason, I'll just tell you based on my experience, this mm -hmm. is what's been brought forward to me, and some of these are are older crimes that have happened from the 70s so there was a different type of gender dynamics back then sure um but uh but getting back to this idea of like holding enough space to identify like the vibration i guess of a of somebody who does choose to commit like mm -hmm. a crime of that level mm -hmm. um is still a wrong choice though absolutely right, right. But like it, but an like energy their level. soul <laughs> isn't the soul of a murderer like when we talk about our human existence here we're connected to our soul but yeah. like my soul is not broken you know like it's it's like okay. the connection to it and so yeah like we use the term like for a person as a soul right yeah but like our soul is more of the spiritual vibration like the over soul this kind of um, gets back to this concept that you said earlier, yeah. which is like reuniting fractals yeah. of uh, previous lives or even previous yep. experiences. And um, it's hard for one to not want to get into the energy of like revenge because that's sort of homicide oftentimes is about yeah. jealousy yeah. and revenge, right? And so that is usually karmic. Uh, I see. So that's a, okay. you know what I mean? It's, it's like, it's <laughs> yeah. like we have choices and it's not to say that everyone comes here with our free will and, and we choose and stay on the path that we're meant to, you know, I, I know of people specifically that have kind of been recalled to kind of like hit the reset button, um, mm -hmm. because they've gone kind of off plan. Like, we have free will, but mm. like, ultimately mm. our soul wants us to learn about something very specific in this life. If that kind of makes sense. Can, can I just ask you, not that I expect you to have yeah. these answers, but like, <laughs> let's just, let's just be really broad. Well, yeah. why the fuck are we all going through this? Like, I mean, really for what purpose? Well, you know, some of that, 
You know, know but I want that. you to yeah. answer it. <laughs> okay, I'll answer. So, so kind of the idea is, is um, if we want to zoom out, like I think it's good to give Matias De Stefano a, a shout out because a lot of some of mine, my information has been channels and downloads, but I learned quite a bit from him about the process of the soul and how we choose to come here. And I love how he explains, like, mm. when you're kind of choosing to come here, the metaphor he used was like going shopping in the supermarket and you're yeah. picking out geometric shapes. Yeah. And each one of those geometric shapes, every line in the shape is a lesson that you will learn. And when you've learned all the lessons, the lines and the shape, then you, you kind of are clearing the karma and it becomes dharma, what you're here to do. So really what we're here to do is kind of flip every flip the script, right? So the first part of my life, I was adopted. I was in foster care. Um, I had body image issues. I dealt with like body shaming, you know, like all these different things, right? Yeah. So I experienced an immense amount of pain and, you know, like I never didn't want to be here, but there were times where I was like, okay, I've had enough, like, like enough here. And, and there's always another level. There's always someone that comes into your life. There's always something that happens that redirects you, whether you choose to take that redirection or not, you know, you may stay in a pattern. So part of what we're doing here is the planet is ascending. The planet is raising its vibration. The collective must raise its vibration to stay with the planet. And we literally came here as, you know, if you want to say star seeds, if you want to say souls, whatever, right? We have a soul contract, usually with a double mission. So there's what we're here to do, which is your, your Pluto placement is what you're here to transform. Your Chiron placement is the wound that you're here to understand more deeply and to heal so it can become the gifts that you share with the collective. I believe that usually both of these placements involve karma from other lives, whether you want to talk about Atlantis, Lemuria, whatever, um, there's collective karma that we're here shifting into a golden age of consciousness, you know, and we can get into 3D, 4D, 5D. But like the idea is, is, is the only way that you're reaching a higher vibrational frequency is to have unity with yourself. And that means you have to heal all the things that are in the way, the triggers, the trauma that's in the way of you holding a frequency of love. So we're here to return to the frequency of love and hold that frequency consistently. And so most of us that are humans are like, wait, what? You want me to walk through? And I'm not talking about all love and light. I'm talking about walking through being like, oh, you're being disrespectful to me. And I'm sending blessings to you because I am witnessing you know, like I am you, you are me, you know? And so some of what we're here to do is to raise the consciousness of the entire planet so we can start living on the planet in a new way. And other people believe it's like the end of days. Yeah. So. I, yeah. Whatever with that. Like <laughs> oh, you wish, <laughs> I hate to say it. That's not how it's going down. It's not the end of days. People thought that, you know, people thought that a long time ago, uh, you know, like people have thought that for generations, that's, that's yeah. a d different type of perspective. Like timelines will shift, but like, I don't think that, you know, we're making choices to change it. Right. Yeah, exactly. People are letting you know that your dog looks so relaxed. 
<laughs> and um, he's a spiritual baby. He's, yeah, he, totally. know, he knows. He hops on the bed the minute it's time to hop so, on with people. Why can't I just do? And this is kind of based off a, a question here off of TikTok is. Why can't I just do a past life regression and be over it already? Like, I don't want to go through all the karma clearing. I just want to do an energy session. I want to go smoke peyote in New Mexico, or I want to go to ayahuasca (laughs) in Peru or whatever. Like, I just want to, like, I just want to quantum shift out of karma into Dharma. Is it possible? Yeah. Um, yeah, sure. Maybe but not necessarily to, with plant You have to be medicine. willing to see all the lessons and to do it. And, you know, we've been planning for this life that we're in for thousands of lives. And so <laughs> really in this life, we've chosen to come here and, and pick up all the breadcrumbs. So there's a lot of us that are healing practitioners. You know, I say healing practitioners because I'm not healing anybody. You got to heal yourself. Yeah. Right. Um, but you know, broadly we can say healers. There's a lot of people that have come back that have been shamans before that have been priestesses that have been priests that have, have, have held all of these beautiful roles and likely have transcended before. And we came back to earth at this time to, to help this process happen. So the answer is yes, of course you can do that. Will you be able to clear all of that and have the consciousness to do it? Um, there's people that have spontaneous awakening, but, um, you know, there's a lot of us that when we wanted to come back, like we're actual, like spiritual high light being like warriors, you know, ninjas. Mm-hmm. And I think, um, you know, our, our spiritual teams and those who guide us were worried about the choices we were making and how much that we were taking on. And we were like, no, we got this. And then we're buried in trauma, buried in all this stuff. Why am I still suffering? And it's like, you chose this. And I know for a lot of people, you know, depending on where they are on their spiritual journey, when I say that, it's like, I would never choose this for myself. And the answer is like, your soul chose this. You know, we chose this. If anyone's seen the movie soul, you know, when they're like trying choosing to come to earth. Right. Yeah. Yeah. Um, It's like, we chose like, the lessons we wanted to learn, but I think the way that I see it from the Celestine prophecy, I think it talks about this as well. Mm-hmm. Um, the book is that um, we saw the highest potential of the life we were here to lead. We saw the highest potential of our family, and most of us did not experience the highest potential of of the life that we chose. But um, it's like you're still here. You know, our soul's not going to let us leave unless we can't accomplish what we're here to do in this life. What we set out to do in our soul contract, our soul is not going to let us peace out. That's why people try to like end and yeah. they wake up, right? And they're still here. So it's yeah. like we're we're not we're not going to leave unless what we're here to do can't be accomplished. And that's the same reason that miscarriages happen usually is that whatever's coming in or the situation, the, the soul can't achieve its, its contract, what it's here to do. So it'll try again. So I am, um, I have to do two things. I have to let people into my house really quick, which is classic. Yeah. I told them, okay. please come 15 minutes from now, but that's all right. That's okay. <laughs> that's okay. Um, I can answer a question. Yeah. That's what through. I was going to ask you too. I want, I wanted to ask you, so with this, which is actually, this is a lot of information for people to download. How do we yeah. break this down into yeah. bite-sized pieces that yeah. are practical? 
So first thing, how can we figure out what our sole purpose is? What's one way, I mean, other than booking a session with you, but like maybe for somebody who wants to just sort of understand the framework that you use to help heal people. Absolutely. What would be the first piece to start with? (laughs) And I'll be right back. Yeah, absolutely. So I pull, um, I pull charts on astro-charts.com. And um, you need your birth time, you need your birthplace and your birth date. When you pull this chart, what's gonna happen is, is you'll get your wheel. Um, And so your top three signs are your sun sign, your moon sign and your rising sign. The two that I use to understand what I'm here, what people are here to do is the Pluto is your generational mission and your Chiron is your personal mission. And you can Google that, you know, Chiron and Aries, Pluto and Libra. And so like the three, the three generations mostly that are in healing right now and really active in awakening, Pluto and Libra had a lot of intense stuff with their family and relationships. Pluto and Scorpio had um, a a lot of depth to figure out about um, how to handle authority figures. There are millennials. Um, so you can see how they've gotten a lot of shade for mm-hmm. like how they they're doing life, but they're expanding what, what needs to be expanded for this new earth to come in. And then Sagittarius, Pluto and Sagittarius is changing the culture and work our roles. So what I said earlier about, um, we have a role, um, I'm, I'm not a therapist, I am choosing that as my role, but my frequency and who I'm here to be is to share wisdom, to connect with others. And, you know, through the session I had with you, it was like, Mm. your energy can just heal people. It can help them change their timelines by just you being around them or connecting to them. And so that's how we understand as we heal, our vibration goes up. You could be at the grocery store and activate someone's awakening and not even know it, you know? So the practical piece is to understand that, like, if you look at these two placements in your birth chart, it will tell you a lot of what the wound is and then how to heal it. A lot of people are are getting, they want to, what if we don't know our birth time? What if we don't know? Yeah, you can muscle test it. I think a Um, lot of people, um, a lot you can book a, a, a reading with an astrologer. I can, I usually just muscle test, but you can either choose to use 8am or noon. The only thing that it might be a little bit off is your moon and rising sign, but I don't think that would impact your Chiron. I don't think that would impact your impact your Pluto because Chiron's an asteroid. So it moves a lot slower than the moon. Okay. And um, Pluto is, you know, way out there. So it's moving a lot slower. Okay, so this is this is actually really value, valuable information about understanding Pluto and Chiron. I'm not an astrologer, so anybody yeah. else who sort of feels like you just have stars spinning around your head, that's me too. <laughs> Where it's just more like cartoon than it is about like uh, astrology. Uh, so I just, uh, so I think, so this is fantastic. One way to be able to, to get practical with just how to get orientated into the healing work that can be done. I think it's, I had no idea that Pluto and Chiron were the two ways to understand generational and personal missions. Quite beautiful, quite lovely. I also, I just feel I, and this is whether, you know, that 
they say when you're a coach or if you're a psychic medium or if you're a light worker, that people who come to you are a reflection of what you're going through. And I will tell you the, the messages I get from people nonstop lately is I feel stuck. And, um, I don't feel like so stuck as just exhausted. I just, that's been the energy of this last week. I just feel tired and exhausted. So how are you able to clarify how the emotional body informs the mission that you're on, whether it's generational or personal, how do we, how do we tether or anchor the emotional body into the astrology body? Yeah. So so I think the biggest thing for me is that if you do nothing else, learning how and practicing being present in, in the moment mm-hmm. is, is the most powerful thing you can do. So it, you don't have to meditate, but just mindfully being there and mm-hmm. growing your ability to witness yourself and witness what's happening mm-hmm. allows you to start applying empathy to others in your life and yourself. So I think that's the first piece. Because if you can't witness what's happening in your life, none of this information is going to be supportive because you have to make different choices in the moment. And that's what we're growing to do. Um, and anybody that's asking questions on, on my page, um, I'm going to stay on and I'll answer them. So, so never fear. Um, and so I think the, the other piece is once you're able to witness and be in the present moment more and more and more, everything you need is happening in the present moment everything. There, there's not a single thing that, that you need to really, you don't have to go out and dig deep, scavenger hunt for trauma. You don't have to do all these things because they're, they're like, if I go to the grocery store and some lady like runs her cart into me, right? Yeah. There's something happening in that moment and how I choose to handle it and how I choose to work with whatever lesson that's related to which for me, it may be authority figures in my life. It may be seeing that that's not personal, that that's about her, right? So uh, I can yeah. show up in empathy because my first thought is, wow, she must be having a bad day. Yeah. You know, because that's not about me. If I don't, if I don't know her, if I have zero relationship with her, then that's about her. Even people in my life, like I, I can see that their inner children are unhealed. And I'm like, hey, like, I can start not taking things personally. That's the second step. Yeah, Beginning so, to have empathy and not taking things personally. I will tell you, just I was at the grocery store yesterday and there was a woman who sat in one of those riding carts and, um, and everybody, for some reason, I don't know what I walked in on, but everybody was standing there clapping and celebrating the fact that she figured out how to put it in drive mode and drive it forward. <laughs> I was like, I love awesome. it. What's going on here? I just want to participate and celebrate it. And, and that's so great. <laughs> yeah. So, okay. So like, I, it's like, okay, so this is quite beautiful. I, there's so much that you've said. Yeah. It's such a yeah. short period of time. Okay. That like, I absolutely like, I almost feel like, I feel like dumbfounded. Like, where do I go next? What do I do yeah. to help this collective? Uh, it's the readings have been more heavy lately. Uh, one, one of the things, when do you think that this shift will be over? This is a bit prophecy and don't worry. We're, you don't, if Um, you know, it's like, we're not gambling here. I've heard heard a lot of buzz about 2024, but as far as the shift being over, um, you know, it's just like 
in your personal life, right? It's like, when, when are you going to be done learning? Never. I, yeah, that's true. Yeah. Um, so it's really at the end of the day, the third thing that I would say that's important is understanding that whatever mindset you have creates your reality, whatever story you're participating creates your reality. So it's a critical mass of people awakening to a point that understand that, that can have empathy and can hold that frequency of love that changes the world. That's new earth creation. That's what we're doing. You can look at Eckhart Tolle's book. You can read the Celestine prophecy. You know, there's tons of information out right now. That's mainstream about the fact that, um, you know, we're, we're awakening to our intuitive gifts in ways that we've never experienced. And all of us are intuitive. So it's like, once we shift from being a victim in our story to being a hero, um, walking the hero's journey, knowing that we're deserving, knowing that we're worthy, like the only, the only epidemic we have on this planet is, is um, unworthiness like not understanding that we are so beautiful, that we're powerful and that we are worthy is what conditioning on the planet has done. It's, yeah. it's hidden that from us. So once we start to wake up to the fact that we have power and we can choose where we put our energy, the work world will change. Deprivation will change. Money will change because it will start being an energy exchange that's more equal. So we can choose not to participate and some of the conditioning in the systems. I mean, that's one of the reasons I moved to Costa Rica is so I could invite people to come here. Um, that's why I have a membership, you know, where you can learn about soul mapping and you can connect on Zoom because it's like people need to be able to connect and do things like this, but have interactions that are supportive. I just want to say too, as far as it, this is so random, but you know, it's always connected somehow, <laughs> but my Instagram and my like TikTok have been showing me a lot of women that are getting rid of implants who are reversing breast implants and also yep. reverse BBL, which is a Brazilian booty lift. These are external ways in which women needed to, I don't know, like it was just like a, you know, a personal choice. Yeah. Conditioning. And I want to say um, that I love walking around and seeing women of all sizes showing their midriff, showing yep. their tummy, uh, you know, wearing tank tops, wearing stuff that makes them feel good, oh. regardless, <laughs> yeah, re regardless of, of like, it's not in the chart for me to ever be skinny. And I love skinny people. Skinny people want to feel strong. You know what I mean? You yeah, know what I'm saying? I yeah. think we all have a common goal to want to feel strong. But it's pretty amazing some of the content that I've been watching yeah. where women are discovering the beauty of their body without the, the need for enhancements. Now, mind you, I like I've personally not ever done anything like that. So yeah. I don't I don't I can't understand. I empathize with what the sort of the newfound freedom of and, and not having like, for example, the weight of uh, breast implants you know, like it literally impacts your spine. And just chemically, like you have something that doesn't belong there in your body. This is true too. I, and I will say that like in yoga, cause I'm a certified yoga teacher that, um, the mind influences the spine 
also the spine influence the mind. So the more that you create flexibility within your body, the more you create flexibility within your life. It's part of the reason why physical movement is so important. Now, so we're talking about, and I'm really big on chakras. You guys know that as part of like the medical intuitive uh, work uh, that I'm doing. Uh, I'm very curious too about how does one measure collective energy? How do you measure collective, the, the, the generational mm -hmm. mission energy or the collective energy? I feel that there are often influences when we look to traditional media. I mean, sure, I, I sure. can't, I can't even really watch the news anymore because I just I don't, feel like I haven't I, for years. Yeah. Um, just because I feel like, you know, even when you break down our language, right. Programming. Yeah. That's what the news is. Yeah. Um, and so, you know, there, there is always, um, there's always an intention being spread through the news, right. It's not just reporting what's happening in the world anymore. Mm -hmm. you know there it's it's with bias i believe i just um, wait can i just share something yeah yeah, yeah. so yesterday yesterday i had heavy i had heavy readings and i needed to get out of my house and so i went to the thrift store because i love thrifting okay and i just like looking at i like looking for old treasures and you won't be able to hear see this but i got this this record called miss luba from 1965 and it's actually Ooh. a mass sung in pure Congolese style, okay? And native songs of the Congo. I just want you guys to know, it's amazing. Yeah. And it actually, it's, it's in 1965, Phillips Records had a connoisseur collection, which we can see this little foil here. And when I opened this up, this is what's phenomenal. I went to school in Chicago. This is part of the reason why I will know who did the foreword on this. His name is Studs yeah. Turkle. Have you ever heard of Studs Turkle? He was the first historian to put together an idea that instead of having one person write the history of the world, that history would be shown through the perspective of one story. And so he actually wrote the people's history. He's a, a he actually created yeah. genre breakthrough in terms of how history is even described by not choosing to be the historian that talks about the generational experiences that pass over time, yeah. but allowing people's individual stories to come up. And, you know, of course, it's just a great moment for me to talk about this beautiful record because the artwork is gorgeous. So, so gorgeous and, and the music is literally so good. Um, well, yeah, and, and you never know, you probably had a past life in the Congo and that's why you picked it up. I know because it's like it's like it's I feel like I should play a snippet of it. Um, I will. Oh, good. It's already on the record player. I'm just going to play a little snippet. I Beautiful. I love random. it. I'll just well, and you know, ball. like I'm down for whatever. <laughs> <laughs> we'll do this again. Yeah, I don't know if you can you tell me if you can hear it. Yeah. yeah. So good. Yeah. Beautiful. So, so I just want to say that like everybody does Ooh. have like a, just a little, yeah, just break up the vibe here a little bit. <laughs> yeah. And, um, and it's just what a blessing to come into this record. Cause it's not like something I would ever like go on Amazon to look for. <laughs> totally, totally. Yeah. But uh, now I can see how like everything really comes into your life for a reason. And, um, 
And sometimes it can be the gift of a vibration. It can be the gift of a healer Absolutely. like you. It could be, um, there's just different ways that we can change our frequency. Sometimes music and sound is a great way to change frequency. But Studs Terkel, going back to how do we measure the collective, I just wanted to share that because he, he was a powerful historian during the 60s. Yeah, that's and, beautiful. And changed, changed perspective. Now, I will tell you, looking at some of the spiritual thought leaders, like I would say that I, I actually connect to most people off social media. So I watch like spiritual thought leaders or I get news from like YouTube, um, TikTok and like Instagram. Those are like my, the primary sources yeah. where I just get inspired. Um, and so there is a, a channel, his name is Bashar. Have you ever heard of Bashar? Oh my gosh, you're a star seed. You're going to love him because he actually connects to celestial beings or channels um, alien energy. So he says that there is a massive shift generationally happening as well. And he says that things should be concluded by 2025, which um, I think it is a possibility. But I think that what you have to say about learning is sort of never done. um, I think that's hundred percent on point. I, it's like our soul <laughs> will never be satisfied, you know, yeah. because our soul and, you know, until it knows everything and understands everything, our soul is learning too. the planet is learning too. And yeah. we're all, we're all beings. Yeah. We're all beings of light. I just, it just, uh, you know, with certain readings that I do for some people and the level of trauma and the hardship that I've watched yeah. them go through, it's just, I just feel like sometimes I, you know, or I've like one of the hardest mediumship readings I ever did was, and I shared this in the last podcast was doing mediumship with two great grandparents that were at, you know, Auschwitz and the Holocaust. And I have a, it's, it it is vibrationally difficult for my human brain to understand how that was actually necessary because it seems so unjust to my Libra sensibilities. And, and I know a lot of people here are, are dealing with difficult relationships. I'll tell you, like a lot of people are coming out of very toxic relationships. I just really, I just have to decide that we're done. We have to decide that we're done with that lesson. I just, I just collectively want to know when, like we can when collectively we can have more ease and joy and love because it's, exactly it's been what it's a I hard time about yeah but it's exactly it's it's like when you can hold the vibration and frequency of love and walk through your life yeah. look at how the world's different if we're all doing it's that, true. right yeah, and so true. one thing that I describe to my clients when I'm trying to explain this there's two metaphors I use one is like holding that vibration is like finding Nemo when, when he swims with the turtles yeah. and the EAC, the yeah. EAC is fifth dimensional love vibration, right? You know, remember it's crush the turtle. He's all like, Oh yeah, <laughs> yeah totally. here, everything's great. Right. Yeah. And that's not all love and light, but it's like, you have to be able to hold that frequency or you get kicked out of the current. Right. If you, and then when they go out, you like spiral out and you're like, Oh, Um, So that's one example. The personal example of raising your vibration is like in action movies when they're on a small plane and that like the mountain, they're flying too low and they have to start dumping out like suitcases and cargo to raise the plane up Uh, to get rid of the weight. Yeah. That's what we're doing right now. Each one of us is doing that. 
So yeah. it's like, as you, you know, yeah. choose to have boundaries, create more space around work is something that you mentioned, right? Yeah. It's, it's like, as you do that, look at how your interactions with your children change. Look at how your interactions happen with people in public. When yeah. we start choosing ourselves and start treating ourselves like we are the most valuable object mm. that we have, mm. everything, the whole world changes. Mm. So true. It is literally so true. A um, couple other questions here yeah. coming up. Um, one is, was Notre Dame a medium? Uh, <laughs> what, what I, that's random, but we like I'm it. I'm laughing because I actually, that's one of the famous people that I share a birthday with. Oh, no way. Are you kidding? Yes. Wow. And, and I would wow. say absolutely 100%. He was intuitive. He was clairvoyant. Many yeah. inventors, you know, um, Leonardo da Vinci. So, so many people, and like, yeah. So many people that have been healers, have been inventors, have been visionary mm -hmm. that have been persecuted, right? Because yeah. of these visions, right? So think about like, I know I have a past life um, in Asia as a priest and I was touched by God, but I, I, or I wasn't a priest. I worked closely with a priest and I was tortured and um, held captive for most of my life. But what I was told was that, oh, I love it. <laughs> Sorry. Somebody said born. they had a birthday with Ryan Gosling. Oh, shoot. That's, that was Bradley Cooper. I'm sorry, that's wrong. Bradley sorry. Cooper. I don't have a record with Ryan Gosling. Sorry. Keep going. <laughs> yeah. And so, so like, I know that like when I hear her certain accents from Asia, like it kind of like makes me anxious. And mm -hmm. so it's related to that past life, right? And so I know that there's a fractal there. And so the idea is, is that I learn to hold this, this frequency. I'm healing that life. I'm healing whatever was there in that life. And, you know, what I was told by my record reader is that they would come to like abuse me or kill me or whatever, and they'd forget what they were there for, you know? Mm -hmm. And so that's how frequency works. Like we can, imp we're all in this energetic bubble we walk around with we get to decide what radio station it's playing. That's true. Yeah, that's definitely very so true. That's I how like you walk around like that. I walk around like that. Everyone starts walking around like we love each other. The whole world's different. You know, we're not going to say yes to um, things that are bad for our health. We're not going to keep perpetuating violence. You know, this is how we change it. We just stop participating in those things. You know, and some of that will relate to the government. Some of that will relate to where we choose to work. Some of that will relate to where we choose to live. That's why Provida, like everyone from Costa Rica that's tuned in, um, I'm in Samara. Um, and I've been here for about a month and I chose this because um, I need to understand how to commune with the earth and heal with the earth in a more specific way. And so I was called to the frequency of this country to be here and I will be inviting other people to come do the same with me. Um, and so that I, I had to sell everything I owned. I don't have a car. I have a bicycle. Uh, the only one I brought with me was my puppy. So, um, you know, that's a significant change that is part of my purpose. Hmm. I, it's interesting. I woke up this morning, not, you know, and I was reading more about Archangels and Archangel Ariel would be the Archangel to work with in terms of environmental and sustainability issues. So anybody else that's interested in getting more connected to nature and earth, you yeah. can call upon Archangel Ariel to help you with these lessons. It's just 
I'm, I'm just sharing it because somebody here on yeah. the podcast is going to hear this, get excited yeah. and Google. <laughs> well, and, and I think that that's the thing. Like, like when you are in pain, not in a religious way, although religion has a, attached to like the saints and the angels, like we're talking about ascended masters and a frequency. Like Jesus was a frequency. Archangel Uriel, frequency. Archangel Michael is here for protection. You know, the, I forget the term for it, but um, it's associated with the medical profession. We it's could do the, the wing. Yeah, this could do us. Yeah. And um, I'm probably saying it wrong. That's it's C A D E U S, whatever could Yeah, it's yeah. associated with Archangel Raphael. Yeah. You know, the cup yeah. Yeah. is associated with Gabriel. So when yeah. you call in the angels of the four directions, and then vertical is Metatron, you know, um, and Sandifon is the earth. So you can start calling in that energy to protect you, but you have mm -hmm. to ask for it. You have mm -hmm. to ask for the help. You're How do people all of us have spiritual teams supporting us in every moment, and we don't even know some of the ways they're intervening, but we have to ask for help. Okay. Uh, do, do you have any questions on your side? It seems like, uh, yes. We... So, um, stuff tough has been asking quite a few questions. So thank you for being here. Um, how do we empower women, which will empower the world? Um, and Hey, Kelly McGuire. So nice to see you. Thank you, queen. Love you. Yeah. If you have anything to share, Kelly, just let me know. Kimberly, I'd say yes. Do we need to ask for help and intervention more than once? I think you ask anytime you need it. Yeah. You can ask a million times. Yeah. Um, so clairvoyance, um, Pluto and Libra. Yes. That's a lot of family and helping the collective and Chiron Gemini in the eighth house. That is um, being a student of life. And so you're learning how to protect, perfect your craft. So to answer that question, surrendering to the unknown, the dark night of the soul. So all of your questions, oh, Kelly says she's, she's happy to sit and learn. Well, if you have anything <laughs> to share, Kelly, let us know. She's a very talented um, psychic and medium. And I found her on TikTok as well. Uh, so I think the biggest thing, you know, when we talk about astrology and we talk about how to help the collective, it's um, just tuning into the things that you're passionate about and, and seeing how if you heal that and you're able to show up to in love to those things, how you actually um, are impacting the collective. So if you like stuff tough here saying how do i support women it seems like when women are good right the collective will be good and i think that's why you're seeing such a strong awakening and liberation of women um one thing that i know that i heard and that i i feel deeply with my clients that are male um is that men especially um gen x and above have been buried so deeply by an inability to share emotions by the conditioning that we have, that um, that's why you're seeing such a strong push for women to awaken because um, we need to help our brothers out. We need to show up for them too um, and create safe spaces also for them to, to have emotions and not do the thing where we're like, oh, I need you to be a man, that's weak you know, or, oh, like, I need you to show up. This is what the masculine means. And when we talk about sacred masculine and sacred feminine, we have each of those frequencies within us. That's how we create balance within ourselves. And um, 
that is necessary for men to be able to feel safe in their sacred feminine, just like it's, it is for us. Um, and so I think that that's the part is we're all balancing our sacred masculine and feminine, and we're unifying our inner children and our higher selves. And that is union with us. Then when we're whole, we, when we see ourselves as whole, we can go out into the world and find that relationship connected to our purpose, connected to source and walk with someone. We're not I, here to have. I, nobody's ever whole though. You'll never be perfect. In fact, some people need perfect to have a relationship. Yeah. Perfect, perfect isn't whole. But I don't think that there's any way to be whole, like a hundred percent whole. hundred percent. That's what we're doing. You'll never I I think awaken you, the fifth dimensional frequency without that. I think that I, I like, I love saying, I don't know everything, but yeah. I don't think yeah. that I think some people go into relationships to learn. Absolutely. And that there isn't any perfect place in which you can start in on relationships. I think that's a fallacy. I don't, I don't believe that. Okay. No, I appreciate that. Tell me yeah, why. Like, I think no, you think you can actually get yourself whole and then you'll be like, bing, I'm ready. Let's go. I'm ready for I, Tinder. I think how you're describing it, <laughs> you're never going to find that on Tinder. You're, I know, I'm just kidding. That's why I like place. to laugh. But yeah. I mean, people will find their, it's divinely timed when you meet that person. Oh, so, I do believe on that. Are you ready <laughs> to be in a relationship with the partner you're trying to call in? You don't want them a minute before their bread is baked. Like I want my person to come in when they are ready to do a healthy relationship with me. Uh, I will not be in a codependent relationship. Again. I agree. Now here's the deal though. I don't think that you have any control over the timing of that. You could sit no. here and pretend that you're whole or you can do all the work. I'm that not going to pretend I'm whole. <laughs> I know, but I'm just saying like you can't, you can't fake it. You can't fake or pretend well, right. for you're sure. You're not done growing, but you have to be able, just like I said, are you holding the frequency of love? Are you showing up expecting them to complete a part for you? If you're showing up and you are not whole in your sovereignty, you will pull energy from them and take your connection from the universe away. It describes it in the self-esteem prophecy too. This is good. I want to read, I want to read more of that. Yeah. Well, the thing is I do so many love readings and yeah. I do see so many beautiful, yeah. lovely souls that end up in relationships that um that are devastating to hear yeah, what they karmic. went through I, yeah you know I'm, yeah. I'm part of the group too like yeah, i'm not i'm not i'm not like yeah. i didn't like i'm single i'm 46 yeah. here i'm single 45 yeah and um but i don't think that i think that <laughs> It's like, I'm trying to find, like, I feel like I'm not articulating this well, because okay. I, I, I love the conversation and I, because I really I love and respect everything that you're saying, but there are lessons that you learn along the way and the universe, here I are, here I am, now I'm connecting, but yeah. the universe brings you people into your life to help you learn those themes, to help Absolutely. expand the soul theme. And that's why I don't believe that it's actually possible for you to actually, I mean, you could just say no to every single person until you feel whole. And then that's I don't think that's the process though. Like, I think when you say whole, you're equating maybe perfect. No, I, we're never going to be the... perfect, but like, so what's um, the difference between we... whole? What's the difference between whole and perfect for you? As yeah, you see the it so far between whole is that I understand my sovereignty and I'm not going to give my power away. 
Nice, and I'm not going to let a relationship take me off course for my purpose. Good. So when I am mm -hmm. whole, I expect, I don't need energy from that person. Good. On, right on. I they love just that have definition. to walk with me. It's just like, if I was running a marathon, okay. Okay. I can't pull anybody with me. Right. Okay. I can only run. Okay. And so yeah. whoever runs next to me gets to be my partner. Right. But yeah. when, when we're still learning karmic lessons, um, we stop connecting with our path and our purpose and, you know, source energy. And we start expecting that person to fill the parts of us that are unhealed. It so just, yeah, we will keep going through karmic relationships and lessons until we understand our sovereignty. It and, seems, and I, I will ask, say that that's where I am. I agree that everything that you described with whole, it feels most unfortunate though for people that I've read and I'll include myself too of why people are taught and I'm, I have a, obviously a feminine yeah, perspective yeah, because absolutely. I identify as a woman. I feel like I like the world was different when I was growing up, right? Yeah. Versus the world that is here now. And unfortunately, we do have a history, I guess I'm just talking stuff through, but we, we have this history yeah. of experience. And it's, um, I feel like we are right now working to undo the gender conditioning that has been placed on women. Absolutely. You know, and, and I, I always come back to like the serving versus the servitude kind of, you know, like, like yeah, yeah. serving out of love is something very different than being a servant. This is what I mean. Serving Absolutely. versus servant attitude. And oftentimes it is, uh, you know, it's, it's suggested in many relationships that, you know, for example, women stay home to take care of the children. And, and uh, I understand some people, I, I, I'm thankful that I was able to make a choice to stay home with my kids. But if we look at other fractals, I like to use that word, okay, yeah. uh, that um, it also sets women back from having complete sovereignty if we think in terms of economics, yeah, right? Absolutely. Right? Well, sovereignty is a belief. It's a mindset. It's that no one, no one can rule your power. So it has to start just like when Nelson Mandela was imprisoned, mm. he had sovereignty that entire time. He didn't give his energy yeah, away and like he that. was here. Right. Yeah, and yeah. Kelly even said, like, she weighed in a little. I'm constantly telling people that while they may be ready, that their partner may not be yet. And nobody wants a partner who isn't working on their shit. And so it's not like you meet somebody and you're done healing, but yeah. you you are meeting a partner at a point where you're able to stay in relationship in a healthy way. And both of you are committed to returning to it in a healthy way. And I'm not expecting that partner to, to give me anything. I think the big question here is how much control do we really have for me? How much control? I mean, we have free will, yes and no. But uh, as far as I see it, what I've learned from the psychic medium work that I do, when people come into your yeah. life, you, you might not be ready for it. <laughs> Totally. But what I'm talking about is that partner. Yeah. When you're ready to, to be with someone in a more permanent way. Right. Mm -hmm. And so what you're speaking to about gender mm -hmm. roles and all these mm -hmm. things is the conditioning that's been placed on our world to control us. Yeah. And so stepping out of that is a mindset stepping out of that is it's, you know, why I'm not married. That's why I never had kids because I've never met anyone that 
that I wanted to attach to in that way. Um, and, and I know that my situation made me different than others because I desire that. But like, I understood very deeply that I had a purpose that I needed to follow. And so, yes, everybody is going to walk through all those karmic relationships for however long, right? But yeah. like, but it's like this fantasy that Disney has woven for us that, that like, we have to fix ourselves and become this new thing, right? To have that relationship, we just have to heal. We have to heal to a point that we're not pulling energy to fill a void from somebody else. And that's where from a psychological perspective of healing, it's like, when, when do you heal to a point that you know that you were whole and you were actually born whole? And that's when you see outside the conditioning. Yeah. I just, I do readings for people and it, it can be heavy. Mm -hmm. We're talking about, yeah, I, I work absolutely. with women who have had sexual assault starting at age nine and for most of their life. Mm -hmm. And, and that, yeah. It is, it is devastating to witness that type of conditioning that was placed within their beautiful frame because they yeah. are an amazing individual who is, you know, at the, at the center yeah. is somebody that's unconditionally worthy and unconditionally filled with love. But then there were these unnecessarily, this, un, I feel like, <laughs> hello, God, if you're listening, I feel like it was unnecessary for one soul to have to experience the, tor the, the type it's of their soul contract. You know, at the end of the day, it's like they likely were a perpetuator of that in another life. So it's like something is being worked out. It's the same way when like, like a baby dies early, they've achieved mm. whatever they came here to do. Yeah. And so they could go back. I, which brings so like me back to the spiritual perspective. Yeah. It's like, yeah, I've had cl clients, you know, I've held space for a lot of the same things that you're talking about. And that's where it's like. Part of our healing is detaching a bit from our humanity to to move forward spiritually right yeah. and some people may not awaken to that point can can i ask you because mm -hmm. uh, yeah. this is just this again this yeah. is just fun okay yeah, yeah. <laughs> let's have some fun Funsy. Funsy. Like, like what do you think life might be like in the year 4045 like let's jump far deep space yeah. ahead on the timeline deep space ahead yeah like um, like what do you think the universe if if we take collectively energy and, you know, oftentimes I don't like to tell people what their future is because, you know, there's a lot of unknown variables. And like somebody said here on my side, which is, you know what, there's still so many things we don't understand. I know I get you. Absolutely. Um, and, and I like how some people are talking about Caroline miss says, if you have to learn forgiveness, you have to have someone to forgive. What? That's why. Yes. Yeah. Caroline miss is actually, her book anatomy of the, of the spirit, spirit yeah is the first book that i read and it's the foundation for everything i do is that right i was looking at 100%. one of her books yesterday that's why i yes. asked the first question yes. about soul can your soul purpose change if you're like a queen executive and you suddenly sh shift to a caretaker you know a care are you the queen executive of your home then I know. See, that's what I'm wondering. Yeah. yeah interesting. Right. Yeah, this is just exactly. cool. So yeah. I, and, and I'm asking this question right now, like, what yeah. do you like just WTF what's going on universe? Because I think a lot of people, it seems to me are suffering and you know, like, like that's not fun. <laughs> Why well, don't they just go I mean, ahead and make it fabulous? It, I want the rainbows and unicorns now. That's what we're doing. I mean, you got to get rid of all the stuff that's in the way of you having the bliss, right? And a lot of it is our mindset. 
you know, that's where like a lot of the skepticism that yeah. comes up, it's our unhealed inner teenager. Yeah. I have heard that before too, that abused people most likely were abusers in the past. It's, it is a horrible thing, but I, well, and that's why I said like, it. we have to be willing to receive and love the full spectrum of what we're working with. And that is stepping out of victimhood and seeing that we're all part, we're all source energy. The only way we get what you're talking about is unity. Stop, yeah. stop separation. Yeah. All the things, all the mindsets that we have that are separating us and making someone else other, mm, mm, you know, and that's why mm. gender, I, I'm not even worried about gender because I've been a man probably just as much as I've been yeah. a woman. In, yeah. In Who, yeah. Um, and I, and I do, even though a lot of men are viewed as um, perpetrators, uh, it's trauma. Like trauma is the basis of all the, all the things you know, narcissism, all these things that we talk about. Mm, yeah, every for sure. diagnosis out there, trauma yeah. is underlying. Yeah. So if you go back to what did everyone experience as a five-year-old, they're perpetuating that as adults because their inner child's unhealed. Kelly says, I hope, I'm hoping in deep future timelines, we will, oops, we will be working directly with Arcturians and Palladians. And I agree. So that to bring that home and like a lot of Arcturians um, work with telepathy and that's why it's so important. We will work with telepathy with each other. That's why you notice the synchronicities, the one, one, ones, the, the synchronicities, like you think about someone and then they call you, this is what we're moving towards. That's why everybody has to heal all of this trauma and all of this baggage, because I don't want to connect with you through telepathy and experience trauma. And mm-hmm. so when you talk mm-hmm. about fast forward <laughs> past like 2025, yeah. if we're able to hold the frequency of love and empathy, we will have transmuted most of that energy because energy doesn't end. It continues. It's transmuted. Uh, one question here. The book is called Anatomy of the Spirit and yes. it is by Caroline Miss. Yeah. M-Y-S-S. M-Y-S-S, which is great. Yeah, it's and yeah. beautiful. Yeah, somebody's, clean, book, the somebody's cleaning the dishes. Prophecy. Sorry, guys. <laughs> somebody's that cleaning book, the dishes. The Celestine Prophecy, um, Matthias DiStefano, uh, his series Initiation on Gaia, if anyone wants to dive deeper. He also has Journey of Remembrance, which I think you might be able to access some of that on YouTube. He remembers all of his past lives. And um, I've been following... He, he was a part of my galactic awakening is what I would say. Which was already there. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> he was yeah. just the star seed that came into your life. Yep. Um, how are you doing right now on time? Are you doing Beautiful. pretty good? You're doing good. Do you want to talk? I, do we yeah. want to talk more star seed? Do you want to keep going? We can. I'm, I'm down. I'm down. Okay. I, I still, I still like, why not make the world filled with rainbows and unicorns? That's what we're it. working on, but it's hard work to get there. Like in galactic beings don't, okay. the human experience isn't what everyone has. Like, and that's why we're, this remembrance we're going through is um, remembering that we're powerful light beings. It's remembering that we're just playing an avatar, like the okay. movie Avatar. Yeah, we're, I love that That's movie. what our human being is. Yes. Okay. So somebody is saying right here, a couple people here are like, it's not sitting well. If you were abused, you were an abuser in another life. That that statement is hard to digest. I got you on that. 
Yeah, absolutely. I've I, been a can, I could, I, I was going to say, yeah. I, was no, a, I understand that. Okay. So I, why don't we make this personal? Because fuck yeah. <laughs> okay. I'm so here for it. I, would, I, would, I, would, I did a past life regression with another medium and, uh, and I was literally having like the best day last October. I was literally like, had just gone to the museum for the day with one of my best friends. And then after that, we went to this like really cute little French cafe where I had like the, the like best croissant. <laughs> I don't speak French, but like it was literally so good and, you know, an amazing latte. And I was, I got home and I was like, best day ever. And I was having a bath and he, he sends me a message. And says we're doing a past life regression right now. I'm like, oh, okay. Well, I'm like taking a bath, but all right, let's do it. And he just started to channel all this information about one past life, actually a couple, but this one is very particular by talking about this. Um, and uh, thank you for everybody who's joined me. We, you can listen to this on uh, Spotify or Apple Podcast. It's called Lessons from TikTok. So don't feel bad if you have to um, jam on to something else. So yeah, we're, yeah. we're just hanging no out here. And so I had this past life regression where I had been a slave uh, to um, plantation owners. So I was a female and I was a slave. Um, and I had four masters and each of these masters had uh, uh, sexually assaulted me. And I had children by, uh, I think by each of them. And the abuse never ended in that life. So one day in this previous life, I got pissed off and said enough is enough because it was happening by these four different masters at the same time. And supposedly I committed homicide, okay, against the four individuals. Mm -hmm. And um, so that's kind of, I was like, it was the best day ever. I was like, and then I, like. Of course that's when it happened. That's when it happens. That's when I heard about it. And it was so traumatizing. I like, it resonated as like, I felt like I, like I resonated when you do. I always tell people, if you do past life regression, you need to ask yourself, does it feel vibrationally true? And for me, I felt the trauma and it, it resonated as true. And I will tell you in this life, okay, I don't know if I'm being tested on a similar theme. So I'm just putting this, uh, here we go. We're just going to break it down. But in this life, I've had four yeah. people who have abused me. Okay. I've been sexually assaulted twice, not the same way as it was in that previous life, but in every, each of these four types of toxic relationships, dealing with the narcissist, uh, and, you know, being sexually assaulted twice, I will tell you, I literally never chose revenge once. And if that was the piece yeah. that I had to learn in this life, well, so far, so good. I have chosen yeah. to transform the way that I respond to that type of trauma. Um, and I find it interesting too, because I know that in that previous life, I was angry and I was, 
I was like malicious and well, yeah, of course you would be. Yeah. Who wouldn't be? I that's yes. yeah. And then yes. in this life, I are sort of like, no matter how I get bopped in the head by life, I still try to find the optimistic path moving forward. Um, so it's interesting. Thank you so much for sharing. And I think that, that that is the part, right? That's why boundaries are so important for you now, because mm -hmm. you're starting to honor your sovereignty and your worthiness in a mm -hmm. way that will protect you. Like your choices are, will protect you from a lot of those things coming in, right? Yeah. Yes. Because they're attached to lessons and, and I'm not blaming victims ever, you know, like that's not yeah. what I'm saying. It's just, yeah it's spiritually being in the space of, you know, really showing up and making choices that take you out of the vibration of mm. those experiences. Yeah. You know, that maybe those perpetrators won't be at a vibration where they can find you anymore. You know, they yeah, won't be drawn to that because a lot of times what I say, and, and this is a broad statement as well. It's like when we are triggered by someone it's because mm -hmm. something in us, some of that vibration resonates in us. And so as you heal yourself, right, you're mm -hmm. no longer like an example for me, like might be like a parent, right? Mm -hmm. That you argue with all the time. Mm -hmm. Once you shift your vibration, you won't have the same response to that person. And so it will change your relationship. And I've experienced that in my life with partners, with family, mm -hmm. with friends. And a lot of times as we begin to awaken, when we say I'm done with that lesson, we start clearing people out of our lives in quick measure because they're connected to the lesson. Yeah. And so we will stop attracting people, you know, that are abusive. We will stop when yeah. we say like, I claim this for myself. I like literally the month of July, I cleared like everybody out, <laughs> literally cleared everybody out. That's I also... It just saying um, lots of hugs for other people out there. Thanks for the uh, hugs that are being sent to me. I also appreciate that other people who've had similar trauma yeah. have had to suffer and then heal and that it's been quite the journey. Um, and another comment coming in is that uh, most people who abuse have been abused. Yes. I know, right? 100%. Yeah. Like there's no being on this planet that is coming in a vibrational match of an abuser without oh, being abused. That's I, exactly I don't, right. I just don't I believe in too. And I, I think agree. that, you know, yeah. I was, I don't remember the young man's name, but I was watching on Netflix the other day, um, the teen that killed his father. And when they like delve into all of the abuse he was experiencing, it's like, well, yeah, that's why he doesn't have remorse right now because he was like, he's going to kill me or I'm going to kill him. Yeah. You know, and so it's like, I, with a full heart, like understand, you know, the idea of wanting revenge, the idea of making that choice and making a different choice, right? It's mm -hmm. like, we have to decide to transmute our pain. And that's why a lot of people you'll see going to work in the community or doing readings for people or, um, you know, and there, there are a lot of women that are healing from being abused. And Kelly, Kelly said the, the same thing. There's a high number. Absolutely. There's a high number of many people being abused on this planet. You know, when we zoom outside of the United States, Canada, like the yeah. atrocities that happen in our world are, are really are unforgivable. But like, what was it that someone said earlier that, that, um, you can only have forgiveness if you have someone to forgive. 
Mm-hmm. And, and I think that, that that's kind of the thing when we start zooming out of duality, it's like, there is no darker light. It's a spectrum. It's all the same thing. There is no good or evil, which I know will trigger some people. Um, you know, this is all ways for us to come here and learn lessons. It's, it's all just different frequencies of the same energy source energy. Okay. Now, so this is where we're going to go star seed. Cause we're going to just raise yeah. our, <laughs> our frequency yeah. off of this planet. Cause yeah, see, it's already there's so much we could just we could keep meandering but i want and to maybe, meander and maybe we'll hop back on again we'll uh, probably segments. we will absolutely <laughs> we will absolutely so uh when you start talking about starseed stuff like the arcturians and um like the palladians uh i'm curious um how is that work integrated i guess into our 3d experience all right so here we are back on earth <laughs> yeah so um So when you start talking uh, frequency and vibration and dimensions, you know, um, we're multidimensional beings. Mm -hmm. Uh, I'm not like, there's plenty of people you can follow on TikTok that talk much more about this Mm. on a science-based end. But just briefly to explain, it's like 3D is here for us to experience duality and lessons and to turn shadows into gift, to turn challenges into gifts. Uh, That's why I use gene keys. and that's like for another day or, or we can Google it. Wait, um, what's a gene key? It's basically um, understanding like the, that that work takes you from the shadow of an experience to oh. a gift. Okay, so okay. a lot of the higher dimensional work, I use gene keys. Um, but just I think you ex- did with me on Monday. Not, not really yet. No. Okay. I, I sent it to you. Ah, did you? We'll get there. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. And so, so basically, when you say, wait, when you said sent it, you also mean like energetically, right? No, I emailed it to you. (laughs) I swear to you. It's an attachment. I love it. And not like an entity, like an actual technology attachment. (laughs) Okay. All right. Beautiful. Okay. Keep going. Sorry to interrupt. (laughs) Yeah. So the third dimension is here for us to experience two sides of something, duality. And then the fourth dimension is about time. The third dimension is inside the fourth dimension. So that's why we're all worried about death, right? Mm. I have a limited amount of time. Mm-hmm. When we start zooming out to the idea that our soul doesn't die and that you know our consciousness is staying mm-hmm. together and being tracked all the lives that we live, um, then we start to not being so concerned with this human life and being a victim. Mm-hmm. As we move out of that experience, mm-hmm. we start realizing that we're a higher dimensional being. And many of us have, um, in our junk DNA, many of us have uh, galactic being energy, like genes. Um, so there's beings that can join human DNA, right? Mm-hmm. Um, and so this experiment we're doing on this planet is to raise the vibration of the planet and the collective so we can, um, I think some people would say, be part of the Galactic Federation. Mm-hmm. Um, so we can start uh, remembering our history, remembering all of who we are. And that's why I said, Matthias Stefano initiation, and there's four seasons, Gaia.com. If you want to know about all of this, the, okay. that's some of the source. Um, but I think the idea is, it's when we say old soul, Starseed's the same thing. We're just adding a galactic quality to it. So I believe that that I have, you know, deep ties from previous lives uh, to the Arcturians. 
and Palladians, most likely. Okay. And Arturians are, you want to define what an Arturian is? Yeah. So, so you can actually use some of those sky things where you can see the constellations on your phone, the app. Yeah. Um, Arturus is a star. Mm -hmm. Sirius is a star. The Pallades can be found in the sky, just like all the constellations in astrology. So like we're in Leo season, the energy coming through that is coming through that constellation to the earth. And that's why you receive certain energy at a certain time of year. Mm -hmm. And so the 8-8 portal is Sirius, the central sun. Um, and so Syrians, you know, the beings, mm -hmm. um, we are known for certain things and we're getting some of that energy. So we're getting that injection of abundance. We're getting that injection of sovereignty. Um, Leo season is all about being bold and mm -hmm. showing up for yourself. And I'm a Leo rising, so I'm experiencing a lot of that. That's probably why I'm sitting here with you right now, you know, talking <laughs> on camera. Yeah. Um, yeah. So, so yeah. And like Palladians, I, I think, um, I don't know as much about the Palladians, but I believe that the Arturians, the Syrians and Palladians are really involved with um, supporting us and wanting us to, to um, raise our consciousness so we can have more connection with them. Yeah. And so we can join, you know, I know for some people it may seem crazy, but we're not alone, right? We are, that is such a beautiful place to just, um, I don't know, like, pause and reflect. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Yeah. That's the whole thing. Um, you're not alone. I, this is the, certainly you're the longest, never alone. this is certainly the longest podcast, um, I've done. And, <laughs> uh, so I'm like, I, I will just upload it as one episode, but where, where do we find you? How do we get connected to you? Yeah. So my, I'm on TikTok, so you can certainly follow me now. Uh, illuminated psychologist. I am yeah. on TikTok. I'm on Instagram. I'm on Facebook. My website is Amy Ellison Larry E I T E R dot com and link in bio. Um, I have a community that you can join where we have discussions like this together. Um, usually, it's about people checking in and talking about their experiences. And um, you know, I'm happy to get on here with Kamala yeah. anytime and talk this what y'all are seeing is a lot of our sessions and <laughs> I know our yeah. messages I can't back help. and forth are like yeah. this yeah. um we we laugh usually a little bit more but more. like I we, know. we went deep today we did we went deep we definitely went deep and I'm I'm gonna sit here and play that record I, I pulled out earlier yeah everybody <laughs> yeah, needs to move their bodies yeah, and move the stuff out drink some water because that was a lot of information yeah, you know, yeah. Rest, like my dog's doing. Tucker. Yeah. So. I just see little dog tootsies <laughs> hanging off yeah. there. It's so cute. Look at oh, this looks so happy. <laughs> he, he knows. He's like, oh, it's spiritual time. Mama's working. I'm I'm yeah, out. I know. Yeah, which is super phenomenal. Um, yeah. it seems like uh, do you have any other questions on your side? Um, no other questions on my side. I think the, the biggest thing that I want to share because it yeah. came through in my session with you is that, um, <laughs> you know, essentially I'm learning that I'm here to help other healers and other practitioners and psychics mm -hmm. to clear blocks that yeah. they have to stepping into their purpose a little bit deeper. And I think that goes to say like the session that we had Monday, like right longest session ever for me, but it, like I was in it. <laughs> I was yeah. energized afterwards. It Good. was worth all of it. Yeah. Um, but to say that, like, 
like you said at the beginning of this podcast that you've been having more intense sessions. You've been stepping in our own healing and our own ability to, to feel keep us like it gives us the ability to go deeper. And, you know, I am a warrior for people's healing. Like, I'm like, let's get in there and let's do this and let's clear the things that are in the way of your liberation, your happiness, your health, you know, you being the full expression of your essence and who you are, because we are all powerful, powerful beings. And Mm. that's what we're remembering. Mm -hmm. Remembering that we are here to like be loved and to give love and to not deal with all this bullshit, you know, all this conditioning, all this pain. You know, yeah. so I'm with you. That's why I do. <laughs> that's why I do what yeah. I do. <laughs> your dog. Yeah, I'm, I'm with <laughs> like, that. I mean, yeah, that's what go. I do what I do. And that's probably why I'm not married. That's probably why I don't have kids because, you know, like for a lot of my clients are 24 to like 35. And then I have some, you know, some of us that are in our forties and fifties, but, um, you know, I'm kind of the cool auntie that's going to show up and be like, let's real talk. You can tell me all the things you don't tell your parents. You can work things out with me. And that's what this life's for us showing up and supporting each other. And we, we have to see how powerful we are. Yeah. Um, and I have other people here saying I'm single too. And, um, it, I just want to, I yeah. just moved to Costa Rica, sold everything I owned and I ride a bike and have a dog. <laughs> yeah. You know? Like I wanted yeah. a simpler life, but I, I do believe my partner's on the way. I was going to say they have kids. And so I think, I think some of it is like, um, that like you reflected this to me in our session that we traded for is that, yeah. that it's, I'm everything that I desire will happen, mm-hmm. but that I came into this life knowing, um, you know, and I've, I've had surgeries, I've had all sorts of things, so I can't have my own kids. But someone on my side said, I heard people further along spiritually don't marry and have kids. I think it's like, I don't know that I would be doing what I'm doing if I had, you know, had married my college boyfriend and had kids. So, um, you know, I, I have experienced a lot of pain, you know, walking through this life. And, um, once I understood a little bit more of why I was here, it's like, oh, it's super important for me to, because think of all the people's lives you touch. You know, so, so yeah, I'll give you four hours. I'll give you 10 hours. I'll give you, you know, I'm I'm here for it because, because it's the ripple effect. Every person that we touch, every person you talk to at the grocery store, if you are right with your energy, you won't have conflict. We're going to be spreading the ripple effect of healing. And that's what it's all about. Yeah. That's what we're here for. That is our purpose on this planet. Yeah, I believe too. All of us. And the other piece that I just feel inspired to share is that, you know, your story's not over yet. You have no idea no. what could be. You yeah, know. I can't wait. You could end up, I'm just saying hypothetically, end up with a partner who has children yep. from a previous marriage. And that could be. That's what I've always seen, but I'm, I'm trying not to attach an outcome. Nah, I'm you don't just, have to worry I just want saying, a yeah. family vibe, you know, like yeah. I just want, want to feel that. And I, even the people I'm meeting in Costa Rica, like I'm getting ready to go to a retreat center today at four o'clock nice. to go to cacao ceremony and meet family, you know, soul family, yeah. right? Yeah. Our yeah. soul family is coming for us. These people that are in our lives, blood relations, other people, 
may not be our soul family, but like Mm. your soul family will start showing up when you start clearing it. I know. I feel like you showed up here for a reason today. Yeah. <laughs> Monday, I'm here for you, girl. I know. Yeah. yeah. Sure. I fight fiercely for the people in my life. Yeah. It's just I don't give the energy to people that aren't showing up for me anymore. That's right. Exactly. You are literally yeah. such a gift. You um, are. Yeah. <laughs> no, you are. No, you are. <laughs> <laughs> I love it. I love it. So many like, people shake are... it out. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> I know. I'm putting the music on. I'm putting the music on. I'm putting on that <laughs> Congo music. Uh, I love it. People are saying I'm finally starting to find mine and my soul family, which is beautiful. I know that if everybody are... that's here is soul yeah, family. I was gonna everyone say, that's here I'm... with us. <laughs> everybody who's here is a member of soul family, and. Um, and so it, it, we have to thank all the social platforms that we have found yeah. each other and that just this conversation has been beautiful in terms of, I mean, just consciously remembering and, um, and uh, I'll just allowing that to integrate. I mean, I'll, yeah. I'll certainly, I'll be thinking about this for the rest of the day. Yeah. We are here for our own liberation and to liberate each other. Yeah. No matter who you are, you don't have to be a healing practitioner to show up for people. You just want to make sure that like, you're not giving yourself away. Mm, yeah. <laughs> Check. <laughs> I love people. I love people so much, but I can only be powerful and be myself and show up to what needs to be done. If, if I feel good, if I'm taking care of myself, all about, you know, and I, and I realize everybody doesn't have the privilege of just like dropping yeah. everything in their life and changing it. It's yeah. just, it sometimes, I didn't get here like quick, you know, this has been in the making for, you know, four or five years. So, and longer, but like for me to move here, you know, this started 2019 was my first visit here. And then I came home to the pandemic and was like supporting 30 plus people a week, you know? And so, yeah, yeah, like I, I worked in office before the pandemic. So everything that's happened has happened to also liberate us to change. Like I can work virtually. I'm here with you right now. Yeah. So, so it's like some of the things it's like, you know, like what you were saying about the world wars, all of these things, like there's, they all will be used for good, you know, no matter what happens. Yeah. Um, yeah. And so even the pandemic, like, yes, it's been hard for most of us, you know, like on top of the fact I, I gained weight, like my health kind of dipped, you know, but the beginning of it, I was thriving. And so now like, that's what I'm doing, giving to myself, like, you know, being with myself and truly, truly just showing up for me so I can show up for others. Especially people that are mamas. This is a message for you. You You gotta show up for you and fill your cup before you can give to your kids. Always, always. Absolutely. I completely agree. Uh, so, uh, so if people wanted to reach out to you, should they email you or just DM you? Yeah, you can DM me, follow me, comment. Um, you can schedule a discovery call. If you want to work with me through my website, amylighter.com links in bio, um, on Instagram and TikTok will show you all the ways that you can connect. Uh, you can find resources. Um, I just, I love supporting people. So I haven't been as active on TikTok in the last two weeks, because I've been going through some upgrades and healing, but I will be 
back in action. So, so yeah, feel free to comment. Tell me what you want to know more about. Um, and I'll be going live again eventually. Um, I kind of stopped for a little bit because I think uh, <laughs> me too. Tuesday night's going to be my sweet spot. And this is how I hang out. I'll have people on. Um, I just, I just love it. I love community. I love connecting with people and um, mm -hmm. it's what I'm here for. <laughs> okay. Right. I don't know if you heard the meow of my great Dane. She's like, meow. She's, she's sweet. She, she also has the nickname. She's the beast. Yeah. And you hear her whining. Uh, when she was being, when I used to travel a lot, she, her other nickname is the ghost because she would oh. always be like, Ooh, you know, like and whining and stuff. So, I love it. I this love is it. how, this is how I know I'm officially going to say thank you. Beautiful soul for listening. I hope you got your house tidy while you listen to this almost two hour podcast. <laughs> this is my beast. I know. Hello. Hello. You're so sucker. cute. Hello, Tucker. <laughs> Tucker's adorable. So thank you so much for joining me. I just thank you for like, having me and, and, you know, I'll be on your lives and oh yeah, for hang sure. out. Oh, totally. I'd, I'd love to do this again, even if we're not recording it just to hang out. I agree. We will, but we already know that's done, done yeah. and done. Absolutely. So much fun. Uh, thank you so much. Everybody, um, take time to connect with Amy. I really just, the work that she does is next level. Amazing. Uh, I just appreciate you for taking time to join me on this podcast. Anytime. Yeah. Um, I just am deeply appreciative to you sharing your time with us and for the listener out there. I love it. People are saying the house is clean. Food is made. Thank you for the entertainment. <laughs> 100% may wherever you are, be safe, filled with love, peace, and um and know that you're not alone and that you are just so deeply loved and you are worthy of every dream that you have so with that i will see you on the very next podcast and uh thank you for being a blessing in my life peace <laughs> bye guys